0: Hey everyone, it's Bill. Uh, so we have obviously no new escape room this week. We're on our January break. So we'll be back in two weeks with the start of our new Connected Arc. Now I'm not going to give you too many hints about what that arc is about. I think it'll be fun to be surprised. Um, but it's a really interesting one. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm really excited to get through it. Uh, we should have some really lovely guests lined up. It's going to be a really fun start of 2021. But for this week, we've got a bonus episode for you. This is actually an episode that we recorded uh, a while ago uh, for a podcast called Party of One, which is run by Jeff Stormer. Uh, in this episode, uh, he plays through one of our rooms from season one, episode 10, uh, that, and, and Danny runs it for him. Now, when we originally ran this room, it had four players, and now he's playing it as one. So uh, it's it's a good one to listen to, to see how it's different from the original recording. We also did another episode with Jeff. Uh, I did an episode playing a completely unrelated to Escape Rooms uh, RPG, which you can check out as well. That's linked below. So give the episode a listen. I hope you enjoy it. And if you like it, go check out the rest of what Party of One does. Every episode, he plays a new tabletop role-playing game with a new guest it's a really great way to find out about different systems and different games uh, and it's also just a fun show to listen to so go and check it out and i hope you enjoy this bonus episode hey
1: party people welcome once again to the party of one podcast the actual play rpg podcast where the gaming table is always set for two I'm your host as always, Jeff Storm. This week is a very special episode because I am joined by Danny Siller of Escape This Podcast for a special audio escape room experience entitled Trapped in Tomorrow Today. You see, Escape This Podcast is wonderful. They make custom audio text-based escape rooms for their guests to run through every episode, and then they release those escape rooms online every episode. You can go listen to the episode Run the escape room for your game group, for your friends, for your significant other, whoever you want to run it for. They are a delight. I like this podcast a lot. I can't recommend it enough. And so to run through one of these escape rooms, because I don't know if you know this, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on air, but I really like escape rooms is the thing. So to do, to get to play an escape room, to play one of these escape rooms, to play an escape room that was featured on a podcast, I really like. This was a delight, and I am overjoyed and super happy to get to do it. You can tell how excited I am. It's a great episode. I really enjoyed recording it. I can't wait for you to hear it. So, let's get through some quick announcements, and then we'll dive right into the show. First, a special thank you to Philip Rogers, our newest backer on Patreon. I really appreciate the support. It helps me do all the cool things that help the show and the games and all the other stuff running. Most specifically, uh, I recently made the decision to start paying all of my guests for their time, effective June 1st, 2019, so the Patreon goes directly towards not only paying hosting fees, but also making sure that everybody that gives a little bit of their time for the podcast gets a little bit something in return in addition to a little bit of promotion. So the Patreon directly helps with that, and currently it just about covers all of the hosting fees as well as all of a month's payment to Party of One Guest's. So thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Secondly, of course, I hope that you'll join us on July 20th, 2019, Tattooed Moms, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the Philadelphia Podcast Festival Presents Party of One Live. You know how much fun I have at the Party of One Live shows. They're great. They're a blast. I love them so, so dearly. I think this is going to be a great show, and I hope that you'll join us. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, to you, Jeremy. This week, I am sitting down with Danny Siller. Danny, thank you so much for coming on Party of One.
2: Absolutely a pleasure. Looking forward to it.
1: So real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners at home know about anything that you've got going on that you might want them to know about.
2: All right, so we're just about to leap into season five of Escape This Podcast, which is our audio-only escape room experience for those of you at home who either really want to do an escape room but are too scared to do one in the real world, don't have the people around you who also want to do them, don't have the money to do them, because let's face it, it's a pretty expensive hobby. So we have them available to you for free.
1: I love it. I I gotta tell you, I am an escape room enthusiast, so I am... (laughs) Extremely excited to to play through an escape room today. I I love them. Have
2: you done any on your own before? I've never
1: done one on my. Well, that's not a hundred percent true. I've played a lot of uh like computer escape rooms, like the Flash escape oh, of rooms. Of course, yeah. So I've done those, but that's that's I've never gone to like an actual physical escape room. So I think this will probably be a somewhat familiar experience for me, but I don't know if it'll be a hundred percent familiar. I'm very <laughs> excited about it. Excellent. All right. So um, tell me about Escape. So we, oh, sorry. So we talked about Escape (laughs) This Podcast. Tell me about the escape room that we're going to be playing through this week. Or that I'm going to be playing through, that you're going to be subjecting me to this week.
2: So this is one of our ones that we actually played through with a few other enthusiasts in season one. It's the room of the future. You know, there are those things, I think there's a big one at Disney World where it's what the people in the sixties thought the future was going to be like in 30 mm-hmm. years or so. It's one of those sorts of situations.
1: I saw the name of this and I had hoped that it was that because I got to tell <laughs> you, I love, uh, the, the, the Tomorrowland stuff in Disney. It is, uh, I, it was one of the highlights of when we went on my honeymoon. I, I love it. I'm a sucker for it. I'm really excited <laughs> to play through it.
2: I hope I can capture at least a little bit of the, quaintness
1: I think I I think I think we're gonna do a pretty good job so what do I need to know before we dive in all
2: right so there are no special rules you all you already know a bit about escape rooms so you know that there's the usual don't just go around breaking everything that's not going to be the solution unless I tell you that that's the solution uh it's a good idea if you've got a pen and paper in front of you so you can sketch out some of the room layout or some of the harder puzzles
1: yeah let me go grab that real quick Mm. so I've got my pen and paper what else do I need to know
2: beyond that I think that's about it I I'll probably be very loose on the hints last time we did this room there were four players so I'll definitely be here helping you along I'm not just gonna sit and enjoy your suffering for too long all right I
1: love it I'm very excited I, uh, we'll see how much I can get through with no hints, but I will say, uh, I tend to relentlessly rely on hints when I play through the flash escape rooms. So we'll see how it goes.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to read you the background info, how you get stuck in this room. And then after I'm done, you can feel free to look around and mess with everything you see. All right. It's a tragic day for your little town. Your favorite childhood attraction, the Earth of the Future exhibit is being torn down. Uh, it's just a single convention hall full of like flashing lights and mm-hmm. shabby robots, inventions that seemed cool and futuristic in like the mid-80s, but you loved it. You're crushed that it's going to be demolished. The day before it's due to go down, you call them up and you specifically ask if there's any chance you can go in for a last-minute private walkthrough and to say goodbye. And they accept. So you arrive in the early evening and you walk into the building and towards the exhibit hall. You write a eulogy for the place in your head as you go. Mm -hmm. So going through the layout of this room, you enter through an automatic door at the south end of the room, slightly left of center of the wall. And as soon as you do, your feet land on a travelator, a moving walkway that slowly moves you up the room past the exhibits to your left and right.
1: All right. I'm making very detailed notes as we go.
2: Oh yeah, fair enough. This one's a funny room to describe. All right. Immediately to the left of the door through which you entered, there's an exhibit that's labeled The Family of the Present, with half a dozen statues in it representing a modern day-ish family. Sure. Then on the westmost wall, there are two exhibits displaying different time periods of the past, showing off their great achievements and inventions. The first is from the 1800s, and the second is from the 1900s.
1: 1800s, 1900s. Got it.
2: Now where you are as you travel up this travelator, on your right, there's a big bunch of exhibits in the center of the room as well. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the space is taken up by a huge rectangular exhibit that's been split up into six small sections. And from this part of the Travelator, you can see three of them. The Bedroom of the Future, the Bathroom of the Future, and the Kitchen of the Future.
1: Bedroom, Bathroom, Kitchen. Mm-hmm. All right. So
2: the Travelator continues taking you upwards, and you see that the entire north wall is covered in a single mural. The travelator turns right and then right again, so you've done a U-turn. Mm-hmm. And this side of the room is a mirror image of the left, only the exhibits are different. So, against the wall, there are exhibits for the 2000s and the 2100s, which now have models of predictions for what great inventions will come in the future.
1: Sure. The distant future of the year 2000,
2: absolutely. Indeed. And the three sections in the big center exhibit that you can see, you've got the Yard of the Future, Sports of the Future, and the School of the Future. All right. Yard, sports, and school. hmm And you keep traveling down, and back on the south wall, there's another automatic door that will take you out. And beside it, there's one more exhibit, the Family of the Future. Okay a heavy sense of loss just settles into your stomach. I mean, the entertainment value isn't great when you look at it completely objectively from someone nowadays' eyes. But some of the technology was still pretty cool and the creators clearly had incredible talent and it's crazy that they've gone so broke that this place has to be torn down. It's like they were never recognized for their genius and it's no true. one ever gave them f- no one ever gave them the funding to make any of their ideas a reality. I mean, yes, some of it's outdated and gimmicky, but you just get this feeling that there's something, something in here that's worth the world's attention. There's something life-changing behind these people's concepts that they had in here. Something that could save this place and maybe even the careers of the designers. Hmm. You think about this as the travelator conveys you towards the exit when suddenly the whole thing jerks to a halt and you lose your footing a bit. Once you stabilise yourself, yep, you roll your eyes, yeah, this thing from the 80s broke down at last. Guess you have to use your feet to get to the door. But the automatic door doesn't open. You try the other one at the entrance, and it doesn't open either. There are some security cameras, five of them, interspersed along the ceiling between exhibits, and you give them a bit of a wave trying to get someone's attention, but even after several minutes, nobody comes. In all likelihood, some janitor's going to come in here and find you, but you have no idea how long that will take. And remember, this exhibit is not only being shut down, it's being demolished tomorrow, so there might not be any janitors working here anymore. You worrying. should probably find a... yeah, you should probably find a way to get those doors working yourself and may be the only way to 100% guarantee your safety.
1: All right well. I guess I gotta guess I gotta break out of this place.
2: Yeah, something like that. And you know, if you can find anything to save some poor old 80s scientists' future careers, that'd be great too. Yeah,
1: you know. Two birds with one stone never hurt. <laughs> Alright. So I think I'm at the door. I think the first thing that I'm gonna do. Let's see. I'm going to take a look at the security cameras. Are they in any any specific places around, or are they kind of just at, like, where are the security cameras placed?
2: They're just, the five of them are spread out across the ceiling, just in such a way that they could capture all angles of the room. Okay. They're, uh, like, you could probably reach up as far as you could touch them, but you aren't really sure what you'd do with them if you could do anything with them. Sure. All right.
1: Well, um, so you can pretty much put them wherever you want in your pictures. Got it. Okay. I'm just trying to to visualize. I wanted to, that's Mm. just wanted to kind of get a a layout of where I'm at. So let's stroll around for a bit. Let's start, let's start to start. Let's start looking at the family of the 1800s or the, 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 Ah. the world of the 1800s.
2: All right. Let's look at the 1800s display. So it's got. Just a couple of things that the 1800s were especially proud of. The two things they've decided to focus on are pretty important things. Electricity and the telephone. So on one side of this exhibit, there's a huge electrical generator. And on the other side, sitting on a table, a very old fashioned phone. I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up
1: that phone. I mean, let's, let's see, let's see. Uh, Let me look at this phone.
2: Yeah, Annoyingly, when you pick up the receiver and hold it to your ear, you hear nothing. Taking a look at it, it's it's pretty fair for what you'd picture an 1800-style phone to look like, but there are a couple of subtle hints that it's less than genuine. Mainly, there's a cord running from the bottom of it over to the electricity generator.
1: Alright. Let me look at this generator, then. I mean, this seems like maybe this is a phone that works if we can get the electricity working.
2: Yeah, it kinda looks like it. Um... The electricity generator isn't just made of plastic or something. It looks kind of real and heavy and like it could definitely power things if you wanted it to. Only problem is it doesn't sound like it's on and you don't see any switches for it. Hmm. You see a long cable running out from the base of it and when it splits, one part of it goes to the telephone and one part of it goes over to the 1900s exhibit.
1: Well, then I guess I'm following that cable to the 1900s. <laughs>
2: It connects up to something that's in the 1900s exhibit. Very familiar. A computer. The other thing that you see in the 1900s display is they're showcasing space travel. So there's a big old model rocket about twice as tall as you. All right. Let me look at this computer. It's somehow it's dated and novel at the same time. It looks kind of like it was made by someone who had been told, "Hey, let's let's show, okay, let's show off an early computer." But they had no idea what an early computer actually looked like, so it's kind of modern mixed with some old school stuff. Sure. It's on, but the screen is totally blank, like there's nothing that's been installed. There's also no mouse. On the tower for it though, you see some funny shaped slots where you might be able to put in an unusual chip or A really non-standard USB. They look letter-shaped, these slots. Okay. They resemble the letters... There's one that looks like a letter A, one that looks like an F, an L, an R, and a W. R, A, F, L, R, W. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably not an anagram.
1: We'll see what we can plug into there. Let me check out this rocket.
2: It's, so like I said, it's pretty tall, about twice as tall as you. It's covered in lights that look almost like they were stolen from a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. None of those lights is on. And running up the front of this rocket, there are several buttons. Beside them are the words, what's your destination? Painted on the rocket. And you see that each of these buttons is labeled with a different part of the solar system. So it's old. So it's got Pluto down the very bottom. And then the other Mm -hmm. planets, consecutive consecutively going up it's got the sun and the moon the buttons are not evenly spaced they're trying to work to a rough scale you suppose so the distances but the distances between everything is different like the moon pretty close to the earth but the sun way away from everything else it's Mm -hmm. so high it's it's almost on the nose of the rocket sure hmm all right
1: so we've got planet buttons on the rocket all right. Worth noting for now. Let's check out. Let's uh, let's just let's leave this for now. And let's check out the the bedroom, <laughs> the bedroom of tomorrow.
2: Sure. There Actually, are two types of yeah. There are two types of escape room players: the ones who observe everything first, and the ones who just touch everything and press every button they find.
1: Hmm. Planning is how you succeed. That's that's my that's my key is knowing knowing I'm what I'm with up against. You. <laughs>
2: So the bedroom of the future? Yes. So there's a cheap cheap sort of bed. It's pretty dull. It's not the main exhibit for this bedroom. The feature item is the wardrobe of the future. It looks more or less like a normal wardrobe, full of clothes, as wardrobes tend to be, but there's a screen on the outside. Mm-hmm. And currently that screen says description. There's a touchscreen keypad underneath for you to type some letters.
1: I'm going to type, um, let's type the letters A-F-L-R-W. See what happens.
2: It comes up with a message that says unrecognized description.
1: Mm. Noted. So this cheap bed, can I lift up the mattress at all?
2: It's very cardboardy, but if you lift up the mattress, you do find something underneath it. There's a folded piece of paper.
1: All right. Let me look at this paper.
2: It looks like... It's, well, it's been folded. Someone was trying to be nice, but it looks like before that someone, maybe someone else wasn't happy with it because it's Mm -hmm. definitely very wrinkled at the same time. You give it a read and it's a letter. Dear Professors Morgan and Carlson, thank you for the opportunity to let us review your design. Unfortunately, I must decline to offer you funding as I find myself skeptical of certain aspects of your work. Assuming that such an invention is possible, a claim of which I am already extremely doubtful. It is utterly unsafe. Due to that, I cannot in good conscience give my support. Perhaps if your subsequent design attempts include proper insulation, they will be worth my time. I regret that we shall not work together. Sincerely, Dr. Lester Leonidas.
1: Dr. Lester
2: Leonidas, eh? Such colourful backstory. So tragic.
1: Tragic, really? Hmm. Okay. All right, let's... Hmm... I'm going to type in Leonidas or Lester Leonidas or and try one and try the other and <laughs> see if either comes up with anything on this keyboard.
2: Uh, the wardrobe touchpad? Yeah, pad? yeah. It, it still says that it doesn't recognize it. Worth, worth a shot. And t- to be fair, those are pretty strange descriptions. That's fair. That is correct. Let's, let's check
1: out the bathroom of the future.
2: Mm <laughs> hmm. What would you expect to find in the bathroom of the future? I mean,
1: a super toilet, really.
2: That is absolutely the focus item of the bathroom of tomorrow. It's the toilet of the future. There's a digital screen attached to it, which at the moment is blank, but you expect great things from it.
1: Yep. I'm very excited to explore the super toilet of the future. <laughs> what do we have? What's the featured exhibit of the kitchen of the future?
2: Um, It's a device that looks like... A cross between a microwave and a vending machine. It's got a large panel of buttons on the side, so letters and numbers like a vending machine would have. But you suspect that what it does is not only pick your meal, but cook it for you. Okay.
1: All right. And it's got the, the normal letter arrangement on it? It's got uh, A through Z, uh, 1 through 9? It nine. Probably,
2: on- probably only goes like up to L or something. Sure. Just for fitting purposes, but uh, yeah, 0 to 9. Okay. Let's alright, that's worth noting. Let's move on to
1: let's see, what is when is next on my list. Have I checked out the family of the present yet? Let's check out look at the family of the present.
2: Alright. Well, this eighties family is designed to look bothered and unharmonious. Probably so the family of the future looks cooler by comparison. Sure. You got two you got two kids, two parents, two grandparents, one male and one female of each, and they all look unhappy and Their clothes clash with each other, quite unfortunately. Like, the parents, the father's wearing black and the mother's wearing blue. The child girl is wearing red and the boy's in yellow. The grandfather is in white and the grandmother is in some horrible stripy purple thing. Can I pick these up and move these around? You probably can, yeah. It's a little cumbersome, but yeah, you can move them. I'm going to pick these
1: around up a, I'm going to pick these up and move them around a little bit. And I'm going to arrange them in a particular order.
2: You put them in an order that either makes sense or is particularly funny. But up to you, and you don't really notice the room respond in anyway. Okay, cuz I was going to arrange them by I was
1: going to arrange them by ROY G BIV, but if the room does not notice, if the room doesn't yeah. react, it's worth. That's we'll keep that we'll keep that in mind mm. and we'll move on. Let's move on. Let's so we've seen the family of the present. Let's see the fam. Let's see the family of the future.
2: Oh yeah. So there are four beaming people in this exhibit: two adults and two children. the The grandparents must have died, I guess. Um, but in spite of that, it's clear that this is meant to be the happy, homogenous mm-hmm. area. They're posing in a line as if it's for a family photo, grinning faces and identical jumpsuit uniforms like you see in future things. Sure. The only difference that you can see between what they're wearing is that they have different names sewn into the breast pockets. So one of them says Mary Ellen, the next one says Aaron Luke, and the third just says Kelly. There's a bit of a glaring problem with this pretty picture, though. The final family member has been completely stripped of his jumpsuit. Hmm. Oh, it's so embarrassing
1: noted so we've got to find a jumpsuit first that's really that's really that's really something that i gotta take care of on the list i gotta <laughs> find this jumpsuit
2: i mean it's just gonna weigh in the back of your mind until you do
1: you know these people deserve to be put to rest in peace and then that means that <laughs> means clothed
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: let's see if we can't find something for them in the
2: 2100s room Ooh, excellent there's only one thing in this display it's pretty ambitious as far as future predictions go It's a teleportation machine. So it's made up of two separate chambers. You walk in one and pop out the other. But of course, that's not really how it works. When you get up close, you can see that with a bit of fancy cloth and a mirror, uh, the exhibit has concealed a narrow passageway that connects the two chambers so that a person who walks into one would just walk down this little corridor and walk out the other.
1: Love it. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I would like to take. I would like to start just to see what would happen if I put if I put two, uh, if I put one member of the family of today in the chain in one chamber, and the same family member of the family of tomorrow in the other Ooh. chamber.
2: You waddle them over. You stick them in each side of the chamber, and. You can tell when you sort of go in the chamber for a second with them that this is decidedly unmagical. There aren't any electronics in here. There is nothing. All you can see is this, like, cloth on the inside that's concealing the passageway to walk through.
1: Fair point. Well, all right, we'll leave them there, and if we have to come back to them <laughs> later, we'll come back to them later. Mm-hmm. Let's let's check out the room of the 2000s. Oh,
2: yeah. So this is and interesting sort of ambitious but you know it's still pretty reasonable they stopped focus on the achievements and are now going to take some guesses so they've got a pedestal with a pair of smart glasses as they've called them who knows what that could be uh and they've also got a humanoid looking robot i'm putting on those smart glasses that's point that's what's happening right here as well you should they're, not, they're probably not as world-changing as actual smart glasses that exist right now. Sure. But they're still cooler than normal glasses. Um, part of the frame has two tiny buttons on it. One of them can change the color tint on the glass, so you can coordinate with any outfit. And the other adjusts the fit, so they can sit comfortably on anyone's face, like a pair of Back to the Future sneakers. How many colors? Is there a limit on the colors of the glasses? Oh, it looks like it's opening up one of those color uh, what do you call them I don't know when you yeah, when you're yeah, trying yeah. to do the color of something in paint or word or something and it comes up with that hexagon of colors
1: okay I
2: I would like so, to take yeah, there a look a
1: lot. I would like to look at the family I'd like to take a stroll over to the family of today mm-hmm. with the magic glasses on and match the glasses color so so uh match the the so like mm. flip to blue and look at the family member that's wearing blue
2: Oh, it's such a good idea, but it doesn't do anything. Worth a shot, you know? All it, all it does is give a blue tint to everything.
1: We're just, we're, we're we're seeing, we're, you know, we're in the experimentation phase. We're seeing what's, oh, what's Absolutely. All yep. right. So we've got the glasses. Let me look at this robot. Anything unusual about the robot? Any, any tiny
2: little spots or anything? You can't find a start button on it anywhere. And it seems to be in some kind of sleep mode, like everything else in here. It's not working. Um, so there must be some weird way to make it work though, but there aren't any instructions. It's just sort of standing there. Its arms are stretched out in front of it, but it's not moving. It's a little creepy, but not going to murder you creepy.
1: All right. Well, let's leave this for now and visit the yard of tomorrow.
2: Excellent. This one, honestly, it's probably the most boring one as far as the future goes. The feature item here is a long device. It looks like a robotic lacrosse stick and it's got a tennis ball sitting in it. It's it's an automatic dog toy thrower. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, is there any way to activate the dog toy thrower?
2: This one, yeah. So you take a look at its settings and you can adjust the distance and the height that you want it to throw. And yeah, it looks like it's in fine working condition if you feel like chucking a tennis ball around
1: let's shoot a tennis let's 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 take a let's take a stroll with this
0: i'd like mm-hmm. to shoot
1: a tennis ball hmm. i'm gonna hold on to this for later because i have a <laughs> feeling i'm gonna want to shoot a tennis ball at the sun but i don't want to do it just yet because i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to waste tennis balls and i don't know if i have a limit i might not that's true better to better to better to, to play smart and not 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 recklessly
2: <laughs> fair let's enough let's
1: Let's check out, let's go down the line and check out the sports of tomorrow.
2: This one is kind of cool. So it's essentially, the theme is sports, but without needing all that expensive equipment so that anyone can play them anywhere. Sure. There are, models of, there are models of kids in sports uniforms holding out their arms as if they're handling a baseball bat, but the bats themselves aren't physically there. They're just holograms. In fact, apart from the people. Everything about the baseball field is a hologram. So like the bases, the ball, the big scoreboard, it's all just really cool holograms. It's a nice idea. Mm, That's very, very cute. I like that a lot.
1: Let's just, let's have, let's have a little bit of fun and shoot one of these tennis balls right down home plate and see what happens.
2: (laughs) It, you, you give it a go. It takes you a bit to get the adjustments right to make sure it'll go where you want it. And it goes straight through the holographic baseball bat and bounces off the wall.
1: All right. Well, that was fun. I mean, I got to entertain myself in case I die. In case I die when a building falls on me. It's important that I I went out having fun.
2: You're pretty sure that the fake child who was holding that baseball bat had a great time.
1: Oh, they had a blast. Let's go to school, shall we?
2: Oh, that's what everyone wants to hear. The classroom in this school of the future doesn't look that futuristic, but what you do notice, all of the students, these dummy students that are sitting at the desks, so they've all got their funny robot bodies and their round heads, and there's something attached to each one's head. It's right above the ear. There's a little silver thing. You take a look at the description of the exhibit that's written on at the front of it, and it says... Knowledge chips. No teacher required. And you see that all of these kids, just like drilled into their fake heads, is uh, an M-shaped chip. Looks kind of like Homer Simpson's hair in the original designs. Just a perfect M-shape. Well,
1: let's grab one of these chips.
2: (laughs) You pull on it, but it's drilled into the head.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to keep that in mind for later.
2: In fact, you actually, you try to pull on it for a bit just in case any of them on any of these students are loose and one of them's head just comes right off.
1: Well, that's mortifying. (laughs) All right. Let's go. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out if I've checked all of the rooms. We've checked the present, the 1800s, 1900s, bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, 2000s, 2100s, yards, sports and school and the family of the future. All right, well, that's all of the rooms that I've got. Let's see. There's still
2: at least one thing that you haven't looked at. Not a room, though. Is that the walkway? Eh, not the walkway itself. Um, one of the walls. Oh, yes, the mural. Let's look at the mural. Yeah. So this mural, taking up the entire north wall, it's a big cityscape. It's the CBD of the future. The entire thing... It's just celebrating solar power. Buildings are coated in panels and the image of the sun in the top corner has the huge happy smile and sunglasses on. All of the painted people are staring happily up at the sun. And in fact, on the right of it, there's a rolling hill with a family having a picnic and they're literally lifting their glasses. And there's a little speech bubble that says, to the sun.
1: That's what is. This? I love this place. I must be sad <laughs> this place is gone. So here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to see if I can knock that sun off of that that top of that rocket. I'm going to take this lawn gun, and I'm going to shoot it at the sun. Just see what happens.
2: All right. It takes you a little bit of time, but you eventually get it... Like, the actual like picture of a sun that's up there doesn't look like it'll do much, but right next to it, there's the button for the sun. Mm-hmm. So that's what you end up aiming for. And you make the adjustments. You eventually get it there. You have to aim it pretty high, but you think you've got it. And you shoot this dog toy thrower with a tennis ball up towards the sun and it hits. You get a smack on the sun button. The rocket rumbles for a minute and it makes a blast off noise. Then the whole thing starts flashing a blinding white light to represent being on the sun. Um... It fills the entire room. It's super bright. You have to shield your eyes. And as you do, you can hear something going on in the exhibit against the opposite wall, the one from the two thousands. Mm-hmm. It's it sounds like the robot has started moving. The flashing well, light must have turned it on.
1: Well, I'm gonna flip these super glasses that I'm wearing to black, turn on my sunglasses. That's just <laughs> good idea. That's just good eye health. <laughs>
2: As you do that, you also look at the ground for a bit while you're trying to adjust it, and you see that one of the light bulbs has actually shaken so hard that it's fallen right off the rocket.
1: All right, I'll take that light bulb. Hmm. Anything interesting about the light bulb? N-
2: no, just a regular screw in light bulb.
1: Let's see. I'm trying to see if there was anything. Anything that was missing a light bulb.
2: You haven't noticed anything.
1: All right. Well, I'll keep it in my back pocket until that comes up. All right. In the meantime, let's go talk to this robot or at least see what it's doing.
2: Yeah, you walk over to it and it's still holding its hands out in front of it, but they're kind of clasped a bit more together. It looks like it's holding an invisible soccer ball is what it's trying to do. And it's moving. It's like tilting its head back and forth happily. It sort of looks like it's waiting for something and just bouncing up and down while it waits.
1: Hmm. Invisible soccer ball, eh?
2: Hmm. Isn't it a shame the sports of the future was baseball? Yes, it is. Well, let's...
0: Hmm.
1: What next? What to do next? What to do next? What to do next?
2: Let's... It's interesting when you're playing through a room on your own, you've only got your own ideas to handle.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to take it one piece at a time and break down all the individual pieces that might... What's your destination? We've got the funny slots on the computer. We've got the digital screen. Hmm. So the wardrobe has a description button. Can I confirm which of the dummies is uh is naked?
2: It's uh, it's exactly the one you want it to be. It's the small boy. All right. Well,
1: I'm gonna type in uh I'm gonna type in young boy or child child boy into the into the wardrobe, and see what happens.
2: Uh, it says it comes up with a different message that says "Sorry, no outfits found." Hmm. Must be a grown-up's wardrobe. Must be a grown-up's wardrobe. All right, but at least you f- you found that you were definitely giving like clothing descriptors, so it seemed yeah. to actually recognize the- what you were talking about. Yeah, let's
1: try adult. Let's try adult man. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Hmm,
2: it. Comes up with another message that says, more detail required. All right. Let's try Aaron Luke. It doesn't understand that. All right. Noted. Okay.
1: Um, let's see. Let's take a stroll to, gosh, what to do next? What to do next? What to do next? I think I'm going to call for a hint. I think we made mm-hmm. it. We, we did a pretty good job so far. We've laid it out and I just, let's call for that hint.
2: All right, so there are a couple of different things that you could do. One is you tried to make the, the statues of the family members teleport, but they weren't very good at it being just sort of dummies. They didn't really mm-hmm. do much. You, on the other hand.
1: Well, let's take, all right. Let's see if I can teleport. Well, first off, I'm going to see if I, I'm going to see what happens when I walk through the uh, the tunnel. So I'm going to go stand mm. in one. I'm going to get excited and I'm going to try and walk through that little backwards tunnel and teleport from one to the other.
2: You get the feeling that if people were watching you from the outside, it would look super cool. But from your perspective, oh, yeah, sure. it's you're just walking through a small dark hallway. Right before you come out the other side, your feet get tangled up in something. Huh. You bend down to take a look, and once you get back into the light, you find that you've grabbed a jumpsuit with a, a jumpsuit? name sewn into the breast pocket.
1: What's the name? Tom
2: Edward Nathan.
1: Tom Edward Nathan. Well, I'm going to go, well, I'm going to, is it a child's jumpsuit?
2: It looks like it would fit perfectly onto that child. Well, good. I've got the names, then I'm going to put the child's jumpsuit
1: on the child.
2: Everything Actu- immediately just looks so much better.
1: Let me then go to the wardrobe and see if it, if I can enter, uh, like insert or like insert clothing. If I can put in a command to have the wardrobe open, if I try to put clothes inside of it.
2: The wardrobe will open just fine. Like no matter what you want to do. It's not, it's not amazingly locked. There's a lot of clothes going on in there. You can see why it needed a lot of detail. It's just got things like of every color, every material, every type and some of them like categorized like you can see that there are things like beachwear or winter wear things like that so i suppose they were trying to show off how the wardrobe of the future can like ca- can pick out your outfit for you depending on what you want what situation that you need it for it's your pers- personal clothing chooser i'm sure there's a proper word for that
1: and so right now what i'm doing stylist I'm talk, stylist I'm gonna, that's the word i'm gonna talk through what i'm doing right now so that the listeners at home yeah. can appreciate it right now i'm looking at the names of the family of the future and i'm gonna write down the first initials so that's m e a l k t e n well t e n is a 10 that's a number that's interesting that's that's something worth noting Yes,
2: if people at home aren't big escape room people yet, yet, um, going acrostic and going through the first letters of things, definitely a thing that comes up. Always a good thing to try.
1: Always a good thing to try. Let's see. T-E-N-K-A-L-M-E. M-E-A-L is meal, but then what do I do with this K? Kent... K E N T Those are words. I don't know if they're the right words.
2: So the order that you read them and you read Mary Ellen. Yeah. And uh, Mary, that was right. And then you read Aaron Luke. Yep. And then Kelly.
1: Yep. And then
2: Tom ben, Edward Nathan. Your final boy.
1: Now I believe M E I believe these are also Roman numerals. But where no.
2: <laughs> E and A and K not so much, are they?
1: That's a fair point. Yeah, that's that's a good
2: point. A couple of them are huh? definitely stick with what you've been doing. Yep, you, you're doing you're doing good. Let's see, ten
1: K. Ah, I'm gonna have to come back to this. This is this is stumping me for now, but oh, I want to get so close. All right, let's see. M E A L K. What is K? I'm trying to figure out how the K fits into this. A-L-K. Fair enough. Listeners at home have already solved this and are kicking me, so I'm gonna...
2: The K does seem a bit strange. If the K weren't there, what would you be thinking?
1: Oh my goodness. All right, I got it. Everyone, (laughs) I got it. We're gonna go to the microwave of the future
2: the one that has vending machine like buttons them.
1: and we're going to type in k10
2: as soon as you press that 0 the device whirs and it spits out a plate triumphantly all right and uh, the problem that isn't food that's on it and maybe it looked like food once like it's clearly plastic so they, it wasn't spitting out real food just demonstrations sure. of food and maybe it looked like food once but over time and maybe the poor mechanics of it um what was meant to be a nice meal is just kind of a gross looking lump sure on the plate on on the plate you see an expiration date one that's way in the past and yep. along with that other words please dispose of this product once expiration date has passed
1: what's the expiration date is it does the number is it is it a number that matters or is it just some time
2: in the past it's just a time that is upsettingly in the past. All right. Well, let's see. Where can I throw something away?
1: Let's see if I I don't, I didn't make any notes of a trash can. Mm. What's the shape of the lump? Is it just kind of lump shaped? Yes. Great. Wanted to make sure it wasn't round so I couldn't get this robot to kick it because that uh, would be fun. Let's try this. Let's try <laughs> dumping. Let's try flushing it down a toilet. <laughs>
2: Oh man. You you drop the lump in, it fits into the toilet of the future. And the little computerized display on the toilet flashes the word a word. Alright. It says pros- processing, and then a little percentage bar appears telling you how much progress it's made. And when it reaches hundred percent, more words pop up. Analysis complete. Warning. Traces of clothing fibers identified in sample. Be advised to wear sturdy clothing.
1: Sure, that makes sense. Well then... Yeah,
2: so apparently they made that plastic food lump out of discarded clothes.
1: That's gross, but mm. wear sturdy clothing. Well, that feels like it's gotta have something to do with the uh, the wardrobe. Hmm. Let's try typing in... Let's try typing in sturdy... Like adult male Sturdy into the- You type in, in,
2: yeah, into the wardrobe's touchscreen. You type in Sturdy and a loading screen comes up. After about 10 seconds, it shows you a picture of your perfect outfit for you to choose. Good. And as you specified, it looks pretty sturdy. It recommends that you take a pair of thick beige pants, a black shirt, a huge woolly red scarf, and as an added accessory, lime green sunglasses.
1: Of course, of course. Well, I'm going to stash my smart glasses. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Actually, hmm. there's no mirrors or anything. Uh, no. All right. Well, so let's see. Say again what I've got so I can write it down. So
2: it's telling you to wear just some thick beige pants and a black shirt, a huge woolly red scarf, and lime green sunglasses. It doesn't actually, like, shoot the clothes out at you. It's just telling you, here's what you want to pick.
0: All right.
1: Can I find... Uh, I, 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 I think I'm going to go through the wardrobe for a second and see if I find those pieces of clothing in there.
2: You do. And, like, the pants and shirt look like they more or less fit you. The scarf is insane, though. It's enormous. And it's really badly fraying. So if you pull on it even a little bit, the whole thing starts to unravel. So you just got like a long woolen thread.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to hold on to all of this clothing.
2: Um, ah, eh, you,
1: you only live once. Let's put on, let's put on this <laughs> weird clothing.
2: Oh, it's pretty good. I mean, the scarf is falling to pieces around you and it's going to be dragging on the floor behind you, but the rest looks pretty solid. Of course, without, without the glasses, the whole thing just doesn't really come together yet. Sure. So. So I'm going to walk over to the
1: family of today and look at their clothing. Do the colors match the clothes that I'm wearing?
2: No, not at all. Look, their clothing looks like it was deliberately chosen to not match anything particularly well. Just to add to the discord feeling.
1: And there's no green sunglasses here?
2: There are no green sunglasses there.
1: Now, did I find the green sunglasses or were they not in there?
2: Oh, you found, you didn't find
1: sunglasses in there. All right. All right. Well, then why don't I put on my smart glasses and flip them to green?
2: That seems to be the closest that you can come to it. Uh, You press around the buttons and you find one that goes to lime green. And as you'd expect, the whole room kind of takes on a lime green shade. Mm -hmm. You don't really notice too much change, but as you're walking around, one thing does definitely catch your eye. All right. It's in the sports exhibit. It's the holograms. They were interesting enough before, but this specific shade of green light is allowing you to see some new detail on them. It's a the scoreboard that catches your eye. It's not blank. It has words on it that you can now see. It says, "The ref has called it. 106 to 58." 10658
1: 106258 right. 1062. 106.2 58. Alright. Let's figure out where I'm gonna type those numbers into the vending machine and see if it does anything. I don't assume it would.
2: Nah, no, it doesn't recognize that. There aren't enough fake meals in there for that.
1: Sure. Let's see. Anywhere else with anywhere else with buttons, there's the computer. Let's see. Let's mark let's start marking off stuff that I've 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 mm. completed. That might be the best approach. We've worked our way through the room of the 2000s. We got except for the robot. We got the smart glasses. The 2100s, we got through the teleportation chamber. The family of the future, we cracked that one. The sports of the future, we got a number out of that and that feels like might be the best we're going to get out of the sports of the future. <laughs> the School of the Future. I've got to figure out a way to pull out these chips. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be critical. The yard of the future. We got the the dog toy out of that. Uh, let's see the eighteen. We haven't cracked the eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds yet, but I have a feeling I'm gonna want. I have a feeling I'm making my way towards that. Uh, the bedroom. We pretty much got everything out of the bedroom, at least to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, you did bath- a good job in that. The bathroom. I think we did pretty well the kitchen we did pretty well as well so we've got the school we've got the family of the present the 1800s and the 1900s mm. unless there's secrets unless there's secrets i feel like that's in the that puts us in a pretty good place
2: Nope, let's, i i admire your methodical approach it's really nice to see
1: let's see
2: the the robot is still bouncing around expectantly
1: um and there's no buttons or anything on the robot, but it is expecting, it is playing playing soccer.
2: Well, it's just sort of holding its hands out in front of it, almost like it wants a soccer ball but doesn't have one.
1: But I don't have one either. Wait, I'm going to grab one of the heads of the robot.
2: <laughs> and give it to the robot and, and see if it kicks it? give it to the it. robot
1: and see if it kicks it.
2: Well, it actually does fit pretty perfectly into the robot's hands. It does not kick it. Hmm. but some gears in its hands start to move around and it rotates the dummy head until that M-shaped knowledge chip is pressed into one of its palms. The palm locks onto it like there's a magnet there and then it starts rotating until the chip has been completely removed from the head. And then the robot drops them both.
1: Yes! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm going to take that M-chip. Now, thank you, robot friend. Thank you, robot friend. Your your sacrifice will not be <laughs> forgotten. I'm going to go to this computer and I'm going to plug <laughs> that M chip, or rather, I'm going to flip it upside down so it's W shaped and see if nice. it fits into this funny slot on the computer.
2: It absolutely does. All and right. as soon as you stick it in, words start coming up on the screen. There are two options that, appear, that look like you can select them. One of them says generator on slash off, currently set to off. The other says camera footage.
1: Well, let's hit camera footage first. Because the generator is obvious, but let's get to the let's watch this camera footage first.
2: Okay. So at first, this looks really promising. There are five separate icons that show up, uh, each with a title that says read camera something. The final something just has like a code name. So, like camera one, mm-hmm. it says read camera vamp. So it's, I guess they decided to call that one Vamp. Sure. Camera two is called Pale, P-A-I-L. Okay. Camera three is called Trickle. Yeah. Camera four is House. Say again? House.
1: Spell it out for me.
2: The best medical drama there is. Oh,
1: got it. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. That's what I thought it was. I a- just wanted to make sure.
2: Good old accents.
1: God, and I love it. Uh, I mean, also love House.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um and camera 5 is called sprint. Sprint. But if you click on if you press enter on any of these icons, it asks for the password. Mm. There is a password hint and it says remove the unnecessary.
1: Remove the unnecessary. Vamp, pale, trickle, house, sprint. Unnecessary. The unnecessary
2: definitely one of those puzzles where doing it on your own is going to be such a different experience mm-hmm. than doing it with people so good luck have fun i'm gonna ha- I mean- i'm gonna take
1: a stroll over to the rocket <laughs> all right and i'm gonna
2: take pluto off of here oh poor pluto. poor pluto um it it doesn't come off it's just basically a painted thing on next to a button well, I'm, can I push the button next to Pluto and see what happens? Uh, you can do that. And the rocket starts doing its rumbling thing. And then it all flashes like a very cold, bluey, white, gray light. Okay. So it's it's not nearly as impressive as the sun. It just looks very, it, it fills the place with a bit of a cold and desolate air. Move the... Un- but nothing exciting happens. All right. Noted. Worth a shot.
1: We will die let's see I'm gonna vamp
2: pale remove the
1: unnecessary. I'm gonna have to come back to come back to that that's gonna, be, that's gonna be that's gonna be a that's gonna be a revisit. <laughs> let's turn on that generator
2: uh over in the 1800s exhibit you hear the generator start rumbling.
1: All right let's walk over. let's walk over and let's go to this phone <laughs> with the generator on let's go <laughs> to the phone
2: um it's got a dial tone now.
1: Does it have the standard nine buttons?
2: Yes. Nine,
1: ten. It's got a zero. You're right. That's right. There are ten numbers from one to zero. <laughs> I know how phones work. I don't know how phones work. It's 2019.
2: At least it's, at least it's not rotary.
1: That's fair. Let's type in the numbers
2: 106258. Ooh, so the ones from the sports board. Yes. The phone rings once. And then... A voice starts speaking to you. Well done. All right. Well, actually, it doesn't sound like they are speaking to you. It's just speaking, like a recording. At first you hear a woman's voice and it says, mother to son, hello. Then there's a pause and then a man's voice speaks. Father to grandfather, hello. And then there's another pause and a girl's voice. Daughter to grandmother, hello. And that's it. Okay,
1: so clearly we need to, clearly we need to pull the other three. You know what? Let's grab, let's grab some, let's grab some, some, some dummies. See what happens. All right, what's, what are you going to do with them? So, listening to that that message, what was the first, what
2: was the first of the messages? Mother to son, hello. I'm going to grab the
1: son of the present... And put his ear to the dumb. And put his ear to the phone. And play the message.
2: Sadly, he doesn't react Mm. in any way. All right. Stupid
1: non-robots. We've got mother to son. Father to grandfather. And it's a daughter to grandmother?
2: Yep. I'm afraid you might have to go back to those cameras.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think this is the next piece of the puzzle. Remove the unnecessary. Let's try the password of. It's P R I N T. So six letters. Let's try. Gosh, I, I am I am stumped, and I'm going to call for my second hint here.
2: Mm. So this is entirely self-contained. So just the information that you have about Mm -hmm. those cameras is how you solve this password puzzle. And let's go with an added thing. Um, The password, when you just try to type random letters in for this password, it cuts off after five. So five is the maximum.
1: Five is the maximum, so everyone is going to have one unnecessary letter. So I think. (laughs) If I had to guess... Be unnecessary
2: how many escape rooms have you done because you are doing really well um I think I see I've done one
1: I did one two weeks ago and I I I, I if I might say so myself I saved my team nice. uh so I think I've done like maybe six or maybe between four and six cool I, I do I, lo- I love an escape room mm. let's see if I drop, oh, I the... haven't
2: done one in so long.
1: Oh, they're so much fun! I mean, granted, you you create them so often that I mean, this is a truly uh... delightful experience.
2: <laughs> uh, you'd think it would make me better at them, but I'm pretty sure it makes me worse at real ones.
1: Wait, wait.
2: Huh?
1: If I drop the S from print, that forms that change. If I drop the S from sprint, it makes print. If I drop the The U from House, it makes Hose. If I drop the R from Trickle, it makes Tickle. If I drop the P from Pale, it makes Ale. And if I drop the V from Vamp, it makes Amp. I'm going to try V-P-R-U-S.
2: It doesn't quite work.
1: It's close. We're close. Yes. All right. V P R U S.
2: There's just something where one of those words might have multiple things that it can do. Multiple un- or more, Yeah, more than one potential unnecessary. Mm, vamp. Pale.
1: I could drop the I and make pal. The, the password is virus.
2: The password is virus. Aha! Well done. The camera footage starts loading in the first lot of footage that you click on. There isn't very much interesting, just lots of minutes of guests walking through, pointing at exhibits. The next video is about the same. The final one that you finally look at shows footage, not of guests, but of a maintenance worker going about his business after the exhibit has closed. He goes around, he's tidying for a while, and then he heads over to a small space between the 2000s and 2100s exhibit. He looks up at the ceiling, raises his arms, and reveals a hidden door up in the roof. What? Like an inconspicuous maintenance area. What?
1: Well, I gotta get to this hidden door then.
2: Hmm. Absolutely. And luckily, the roof is unnervingly low, so it's sure. easy enough to find. It's made for children, to, sure. Yep, to push on and take a look in. And you clamber up into this space. It's really cramped. You can't walk around without hunching. And it's actually pretty lucky that that's true because it means you look down. On the floor, there's a lot of stuff. There's a coil of wire, a really long coil of wire. Like part of it actually loops through the floor, so you can't see what it's connected to, but Mm -hmm. you could definitely like drag most of it around, like downstairs and through the entire room. Mm -hmm. It's that long. There's one part of this wire that there's something attached to, a little rectangular block of plastic with a round hole in the top. Looking closely in that hole, you can see a grooved pattern that makes it look like something is supposed to go in there. And this block of plastic also has a sticker on it, which has some words printed on a teeny tiny font in a teeny tiny, in a teeny tiny font.
1: It's
2: pretty long. So first it says RBT. RBT. Then there's like a hyphen. Mm-hmm. And then it says DGTY. Okay. THR. THR. WR. WR. Then there's another hyphen. Yep. CMR4. And then one more hyphen. Yep. TLT. F-L-S-H.
1: S-H.
2: Now, that's really complicated. It's also not the only thing in this tiny room. Okay. On the on the wall, there's like an electrical circuit board where wires can be plugged into a bunch of sockets. Yeah. Each socket here is a different color. And okay. And there's lots of them. So whatever colors you can think of. Sure. Uh, lying on the floor underneath, as if they've been recently pulled or knocked out, are three plain wires- Much smaller and uh, more normal than the huge one sitting on the floor um, at the entrance. Um, These ones, these small wires, are double-ended, so each end can plug into a different socket.
1: Okay. So we've got three double-ended wires.
2: All Uh, escape rooms have a secret hidden room, and this one's got a lot.
1: Yep. All right, so we've got three double-ended wires. We're going to hold on to those for now, because I'm going to take a stroll downstairs.
2: I've got okay. this dog
1: toy thrower. Okay. We're going to cue this up and we're going to shoot it at our robot friend.
2: The robot friend is not particularly good at catching, mm. but he, he does his best. But uh, the the oh, tennis wait. ball
1: is just too small for him. Can can the robot hold the dog toy thrower?
2: Not well. Hmm. Oh,
1: oh. oh. Now,
2: why are you thinking? T- tell me your thoughts.
1: So, R-B-T, so I see where it's coming from. R- mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this 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 code this code on the thing, yeah. the plastic
2: attached to the wire. Yeah. Yep.
1: And actually, I'm noticing that there are that there are missing. All of the vowels are missing. All of the vowels are missing.
2: So what do you think it says? Like obviously you said robot for the first one.
1: Dog toy thrower. Camera four. TLT tilt flash. Dog robot dog toy thrower ow. I pulled on a cable. Ow. Alright, give me a second. <laughs> let me let me let me <laughs> regain my thoughts. Robot dog toy thrower camera <laughs> floor tilt flash.
2: Yeah, tilt flash. That doesn't really fit with the others, does it? It does not.
1: Tilt I mean that's that feels like it's the best. Unless it's tilt flesh, which is un, which is uh <laughs> weird. So it's got something to do with robot dog toy thrower camera four. I'm gonna try. Is camera four oh near the robot?
2: Not especially, no. Hmm. In fact, a lot of these thing, uh, a lot of those things are in yeah quite different areas of the room.
1: O O O O O E A E mm-hmm. A I A. Let's see. Tilt. I am. All right. I'm. I feel like I'm close, but I am. I am. Coming up short on this one. E A I A. Double ended wires. I've got this light. Where can I plug this this cable in? Because I can go with the cable pretty much anywhere. There's not somewhere. So Sorry, this
2: super long cable, it doesn't look like it plugs into something. It looks like the bits that might plug into something have gone sort of through the floor and into mm. some other area. All you have is just this long, almost like a circle of cable, mm-hmm. just this long loop. Hmm. But yeah, that is what this little plastic thing was attached to and where those letters were.
1: Can I ask for my third hint?
2: Hmm. So this, the fact that these letters are attached to the plastic thing with the hole in it, mm-hmm. which is attached to this one long looping wire mm-hmm. is all contained in itself and all important for itself itself. Oh, that's so hard to describe.
1: No, I got, I got gotcha. you. So we've got these. Th- oh, and
2: also that uh, tilt flesh may have like look around the room, and you might find like again if you look at all the objects in the room, you might f- figure out what that actually refers to.
1: Tilt flesh.
2: Because like, yeah, it's not going to be tilt flesh, thank God. But yeah, the others were all definitely things in the room.
1: Yeah. Tilt flash. Um, let's see. What is in the room?
2: It might have letters like
1: that. Yes, it might. Is it... F-L-S-H? T-E-L-E. F. Could be telly. And where does the phone... Could be the telephone, because L E F let's see, L-S-H, let's see, what else do we have in the room? I feel like I'm close. I feel like I've got it, and I'm trying to piece those <laughs> last three letters together.
2: Yeah, a little bit. You've definitely got Robot Dog Toy Thrower and Camera 4. Those are good.
1: Those ones are good. Now I just got to put the right, put the right, uh, the right vowels in here.
2: There might be more, I think there are more vowels in this last one. Slightly more vowels than you're expecting.
1: Hmm. Is there a
2: television? There is not a television. Yeah, so just go through the items methodically, especially the best items. Yes. The best things in the room.
1: T E L E. Alright.
2: So yes. what what yeah, what's the best thing in this room?
1: The best thing in what's in, the best thing in, in which room?
2: In the whole the whole escape room so far.
1: That's gotta what's be been the coolest. It's gotta be that uh teleportation chamber. I mean that was cool. I walked through it, I teleported.
2: Man, no, that's okay. That wasn't the answer that I was expecting, but I'll take uh, I'll take All the right. flattery for how cool it is. All right. What's the second coolest thing in here? Second
1: coolest thing in the room. This is the smart I'm not
2: trying to I'm not trying to be uh, like saying objectively what is the no, coolest no, no, no. futuristic thing in here? Just yeah.
1: That's what I'm trying to I'm I'm going through it piece by piece and remembering what's in each room. Cuz there's the telephone, but that doesn't fit as far as letters go. Then we get into the night routine. We've got the computer. We've got the rockets. And that's not it. We've got the family of today. That's not it. The vending machine. We've got the super toilet. Oh, that uh, that uh, uh. It's toilet flush.
2: Yay!
1: We got there. I all had to right. go back through a list of all of the things. <laughs>
2: And that's the toilet was clearly the coolest. It was.
1: It's the super toilet. It is the thing <laughs> of the future.
2: <laughs> I mean, you predicted that that's what was going to be there.
1: <laughs> I did predict that it was going to be there.
2: <laughs> all right. So now you know what all those four things are. And that's attached to the plastic thing and attached to the wire. Just got to figure out what to do with them.
1: Yep. Because we've got the robot. The dog toy. Toilet, the flushing of the toilet and camera four, which is house. I'm going to, can I, so if I move the robot, can I move its limbs?
2: Uh, it doesn't, it, you'd be fighting against right. its natural mechanics. It doesn't really want to.
1: And it's not going to hold the dog toy thrower. No. <sighs> Let's see what happens if I try to flush a a tennis ball from the dog to (laughs) to down the toilet.
2: Uh, The flush doesn't do much. It's not 100% functional, but it does start trying to process the tennis ball. And again, it tells you that something in this material is not quite something you should have been eating.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't need your judgment, but I appreciate (laughs) that. Let's see. Gosh, um... Toilet Flush, Camera 4, Dog Toy Thrower, Robot. The robot was found in the yard. No, the the dog toy device, dog toy was thrown in the yard. The robot is in the 2000s. Camera 4 could be anywhere and Toilet Flush is in the bathroom.
2: Yeah, so they're all pretty, definitely in separate things. It's not so much about what they are that matters. Like, it could have been any objects, really. Sure. That I picked for this puzzle.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. We've got robot. The
2: That's fact that, that, yeah, the fact of where these, this clue of these words was found is definitely important.
1: And they found on the cable.
2: Yes, on this incredibly long cable
1: and i can't I, I can i and i can i bring the cable to other places like can i pick it up and carry it around or is it kind of in place it's,
2: look a little bit of it seems to be in place in the floor but it is so long you can easily take it around
1: is there and there's is there a plug on the robot that i can plug it into or is there anything on the robot that might fit into S- this
2: so it won't plug you can't find like an end to this cable it seems to be a loop Hmm. but you, you're on the right you you're basically doing it just without the plug part.
1: Can I wrap it around the robot? Like, you, like connect the four via cable?
2: You can. So you wrap it around the robot and then you go over to the dog toy thrower. And wrap, wrap, it wrap it around, around that. that. Camera four, you toss it up so that it loops yep. around that. And then you go over to the toilet flush. Oh, as soon as you touch the wire to the toilet flush... You leap backwards and drop the whole thing because you get an electric shock. Oh. This wire is not an insulated wire, apparently. And something just happened. So you are clearly doing something right, something very important, but you you got hurt.
1: I gotta... And we don't want that. We don't want that. So I've got to plug it in. I've got to unplug... So... And...
2: Do you remember anyone talking about insulation?
1: I do. I do. It was Lester Leonidas who said that, said that this thing needed insulation in order to work mm. better. And now I'm starting to see why. Because I got zapped. Yeah. But, I but that don't... also
2: means you're probably right on the cusp
1: of, of some... finding
2: something. Something
1: very important. Very
2: exciting.
1: I am going to... I am going to go through... I'm going to go through the, the, the wardrobe and see if I can find some insulated gloves or something that I can cu- I can insulate my hands with. Hmm.
2: Insulated gloves. You don't seem to find anything of that. Regard. Apparently, they, they only cared about, you know, re- re- what's something that's non-insulated. I don't know my materials very well. Metal gloves. Can yeah, I? Those can are I... the only gloves they had in the future.
1: Now, what about this long scarf? Could I could I wrap the scarf around the around the wire and sort of insulate it that way, or around even the either that or the toilet flush and insulate it that way?
2: So that scarf that was rapidly unraveling was so long, and especially with the unraveling effect, yeah, it could actually loop. It would take you a while, but you managed to coil that wool around the entire wire. And you're pretty confident that it's not going to zap you again. Well,
1: then let's plug it in. Let's wrap it around that toilet flush and see what happens.
2: All right. It's just long enough to make it around all those objects and you get it in position, you put it on the toilet flush and the wire starts moving like it's on its own mini conveyor belt. Like, that's interesting. If it's moving on its own completely, it's almost like a perpetual motion device oh my god they invented a perpetual motion device but they couldn't insulate it
1: uh, surely they well, so this it is, was
2: rejected
1: that's that's heartbreaking
2: all right mm. however that's clearly something that's gonna make those inventors rich and famous and powerful
1: it is i just got to get out of here and find it so i'm gonna look yeah. at these i'm gonna look at these wires
2: again mm. Mm. all right just to recall, there was also remember that little plastic thing had a hole in it. Oh yes, with some little grooves in it. Yes,
1: is it were they light bulb shaped he, shaped uh, grooves? Your
2: light bulb could fit
1: perfectly. Let's in screw there. that. Let's screw in that light bulb.
2: And now that you screw it in, it lights up a little bit, just to show that power is actually being produced.
1: It is producing infinite power, and they have. My goodness, I gotta get out of this. <laughs> so, all right. Well, now I just have to get out of here and I can prove it and we can, we can save, we can save the land of tomorrow. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Let's build this. Let's look at these, let's look at these three wires, the double-ended wires. Okay,
2: So these three double-ended wires, perfectly plain, perfectly normal, Mm -hmm. but you've got this circuit board on the wall where all of the sockets are different colors.
1: Yeah. Can I, um, can I flip the colors on the glasses to match the colors on the wall? Does that do anything?
2: It does not do anything.
1: Okay. And are there colors on the wires that match any of the sockets in the wall?
2: The wires do not have colors themselves.
1: Okay. It was beige... Wait. Huh? The family of today's outfits didn't match, but they were all color-coordinated in a certain way. And there were two kids, two parents, and two grandparents. There are six... Can I find... Remind me of the colors of the family of today.
2: So the parents, one of them was wearing blue and one of them was wearing black. The children, one of them was wearing yellow and one of them was wearing red. And the grandparents, one of them was wearing white and one of them was wearing stripy purple.
1: All right. So the parents were wearing blue and black. The uh, grandparents wearing stripy purple and white. Stripy purple and white.
2: You do indeed see a stripy purple socket.
1: I do, and I'm certain I see a white one as well. Or do I see oh, a white yeah. one? All yep. right. Yep. I'm feeling good about this. And the parents were wearing red and yellow?
2: Uh, blue and black. The kids oh, were wearing red
1: and, and yellow. yellow. Okay. I think I'm about to crack this. Um, <laughs> we are going to take... So we are going to take... What color was the mother
2: wearing? Blue? You know what? I'm going to have to scroll up to see if I can remember. Family I'm, of the present. Um. Yep, the mother is wearing blue.
1: So I'm going to take the blue mm-hmm. and connect it to either the red or the yellow, whichever color the son is wearing.
2: Uh, that is the yellow. And why is that?
1: Because uh, mother to son.
2: Ooh, the phone and call. The,
1: the phone call. So we're going to connect the color the dad is wearing, which would be black. Mm -hmm. To the grandfather's color, which is white. Mm -hmm. And we're going to connect uh, red to stripy purple. Taking the phone call and connecting those colors to those circuits and see what happens.
2: Below you, in the room, you hear the sound of mechanical structures shuddering to life. You peer back down the way you came and you see the conveyor belt floor moving once again. You leap out of the maintenance space and you rush towards the automatic door, which at long last senses your present and opens for you. You stand still for a moment, and take a deep breath of the non stale air, and then you immediately proceed to find a phone so you can tell the world what you've found here, because you have saved Professors Morgan and Carlson's careers for sure. And maybe you can expect a nice cut of those handsome perpetual motion profits. I did it! Oh You so did I it. Come on. I um Oh, I'm so impressed by how well you did on your own with that. That was outstanding.
1: I feel like three hints is escape room standard. So I think we did pretty well Mm. there.
2: Yeah, that was great. Like I, as I was reading over these notes to myself yesterday to refresh myself, because it's been a while since I've done this one, I was going, oh man, he could not have picked a harder one.
1: So can I ask one question before we wrap up? Mm -hmm. I didn't find everything in the computer, right? No, you did. Did I? Oh, was, that yep, least, you was did I? you did all I... you needed to. Oh, okay. I you didn't. T-
2: uh, because of the other letter shapes? Yes. And things like that. Nah, those were all just to let you know that letters were possibilities. Oh,
1: got it. Okay. See, I, I thought I, I forgot that I got into the computer. And so I was sitting here like, uh, I got to gotcha. find. I was like, I got to find four more pieces. And then because <laughs> I, I had forgotten that I got into the computer, which is how I got to the security camp. This is a great escape room. This is gotcha. I love this. This is this rule.
2: I mean, there's always the interesting part where I just have to say, yeah, there's a little bit of that wire that goes through the floor so that I don't have to just say, yeah, I understand how perpetual motion works. I sure. get I get to say, yeah, there's something that you can't see. There's a part there's a there's a, science is happening you know, below the surface. Exactly. Oh,
1: that was so much fun. I, I'm so I'm happy. I'm so that was glad. Delighted.
2: How did it compare to a real room? Like, how oh. did it what was the feeling like?
1: It felt like a real escape room. It gave me that experience of like, you know, walking, you know, exploring the rooms and seeing the pieces and still having those moments of like, I'm I'm slowly piecing it all together and getting through it. I feel delighted. This, this, this Uh, was amazing. What an amazing game and experience.
2: That's so wonderful to hear. Thank you so much.
1: (sighs) Thank you. And thank you for coming on the show and playing it with me. This was such a delight.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: So real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find uh, Escape This Podcast online?
2: Escape. So we've got just our website, escapethispodcast.com, which is where you can listen to our episodes or download the notes yourselves. If you want to run a game for your friends, we have all of those available for free. Um, we're on Facebook at Escape This Podcast. Now, let me have fun trying to remember the Twitter handle, I believe is podcast. And then our email, if you want to contact us directly, is escapethispod at gmail.com because we coordinated those perfectly. Um, We've got an Instagram. We've got a Patreon. Hint, hint. All of that (laughs) usual stuff. You can find us anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, pretty much.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was an absolute delight. I am am overjoyed. And now I'm going (laughs) to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past Me. And thanks again to Danny for coming on the show. That game was so much fun. That was a blast and a half. Be sure to follow Escape This Podcast on Twitter at podcast this podcast, And be sure to head to Escapethispodcast.com to listen to the episodes and to download and read the escape rooms for yourself. They are so much fun, and I think you're going to love them. Also, while you're on Twitter, why don't you think about following us at Party of One Pod? Then slide on over to Facebook and like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Then, join our Discord community at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Hang out with us, talk about pro wrestling, talk about gritty. Whatever you want to talk about, we're there to talk about it with you. Then, once you're hanging out with us on social, I want you to think about how much you love the show, how much you enjoy sharing it with friends, and I want you to do exactly that. I want you to go on iTunes, I want you to write us a five-star review, I want you to tell a friend about the show, I want you to give us a shout-out on that social media, I want you to just share the fact that you love this show with the world. Then, once you've indulged all of this party of one goodness, I want you to go to allmyfantasychildren.com because All My Fantasy Children is a podcast that I make with my best friend. It is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, Aaron Catano Saez, and I, we take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. A new episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Then, you've done all this. You've listened to the podcast. You've followed us on social media. You've shared our love with the world. Then, provided you've got the money, provided it is not a financial burden for you, I would like for you to back us on Patreon and help support the games that I create, the podcasts that I make. All of the cool stuff that I do is directly supported by that Patreon, and it helps me pay people to cur- to make the stuff I make cooler. So I would love for you to go back me on patreon.com slash Stormer and get some cool bonus stuff along the way. I want you to remember that this episode, as all as all episodes have been, was edited and produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. And on a brief note, just want to say that Jen's great. Love her to death. My significant other, my partner in life, in production, in all things. She is my favorite person, and on a party of one note, I know how hard she works, and all of these little things that happen behind the scenes that you might not see. So, as you're thinking about how much fun this episode was, I want you to kind of think about... Just be happy for all the work that goes in that you're not seeing... And just be grateful that Jen exists because she's great and she's awesome. And I don't feel like she gets enough credit in these episodes sometimes because she's not the person on mic. So I just wanted to put that out into the world. Jen, I love you. Thank you. You work hard and I appreciate it. This episode in particular was edited by Jen. So this episode would not exist because I was off in Tennessee with family while this was being edited. So, you know, thank you, Jen. This episode was produced and edited by Jen Frank. If you'd like to be come on to the show as a guest, or you're interested in inquiring about advertising rates, which is the other way that this show, you know, paying guests and paying for games, design, all those things can happen is by, you know, paid ads on Party of One. You can inquire about all that stuff at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And with all that said, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical, defying acts of resistance, and as always, party on, everybody.